Welcome to the Dogsthorpe Infant School, part of Hampton Academy's Trust. Eddie and Captain Dave are in the Learning Journey rocket, ready for takeoff. This is your captain speaking. We've been cleared for departure. Okay, Eddie, start the countdown. Five, four, three, two, one. Dogsthorpe Infant School podcast for parents, children, teachers and schools. Well, it's the first day of a brand new academic year and it's a great pleasure to welcome onto this very special edition of Eddie's Launchpads the Service Director of Education for Peterborough City Council and the Cambridgeshire County Council, Mr Jonathan Lewis. Welcome to the show, John. Happy New Year to you. <laughs> Happy New Year, yeah. Well, before we look forward to celebrating this new year, perhaps we should look back on not only last year, but the last two years yeah. of, of academic progress being so deeply affected by COVID. It's been a difficult time for us all, hasn't it? I, I think it's been unprecedented, really. I, I, I look back on my career. I've been doing education for 20 years now, and there's nothing that's come near to it. And, uh, you know, we, we, we've, we've adapted, we've developed, we've overcome. And uh, I, I think actually we've come out of it really positively. But I, I don't think any, we're going to look back on this in the future and think, blimey, we managed to get through all that and we did a fantastic job. But it's, it's been tough. And, you know, huge thank you to everyone that's been involved and how children have carried on accessing education. It's been an amazing response to a, a, an unprecedented scenario, without a doubt. You've always been there for us, John, and things change even overnight. And you, you always seem to be there. You are one of your colleagues. So so thank you for that. COVID's not gone away, has it? I mean, how do you feel as we start this brand new year about the new year that's waiting for us in regard to COVID? I think I think the challenge is still there. You're quite right to say that. I, I think what we're much better at now is dealing with it, understanding it, knowing how to respond to it. You know, I'd really encourage people, follow the rules, you know, understand that if you're not well, don't come into school, don't go into work. You know, you need to be sensible with it. You know, we, we are expecting numbers to rise, particularly in sort of start of October um, in, into November. We're, we're expecting other respiratory illnesses, things like flu, to be much more difficult and challenging this year. Um, but, you know, I, th I think what's important is that we don't lose sight of, you know, we can deal with this, we can move forward. Business as usual is the way we're now going. And, you know, I strongly encourage everyone to continue to go to school if they're fit and well to do so uh, and listen to the advice that the local authority will give, others will give, uh, and let's get back to normal. We don't want any more disruption to education. There will be, but the way we respond to it is really key. And, uh, you know, I just encourage people to, to be sensible, wash your hands, you know, blow your nose appropriately, all those things that you hear out, such important coming into this autumn period. But, you know, support will be there and we, we'll adjust if we need to. But I'm very hopeful normality is, is back and we'll, we'll just be dealing at the margins of the issue. Yeah, one of the things that we're looking forward to is having the, the parents back in, which we yeah. did last term, but we've we had two years where we missed our nativity. 
and all the parents miss that, the children miss that, and um, it was so, so sad. So it would be nice to think that we could get back to a bit of normality and just deal with COVID because it's not going away. We're just going to have to live with it, aren't we, as the... Uh, absolutely and, and, and education is all about experiences you know we talk about what we learn and, and the things that, that's brilliant but actually the school trip the the events they're the things that people remember that's what parents remember about their experience of their children is what children remember about school we need to get back on track with those and do the things that actually you know are why we're here to do that that understanding and developing yourselves and your children to to, to be ready for adulthood you need those experiences you need to stand up and, and do your nativity play it's all part of the education experience so you know I, I'm excited about that I've missed those I get invited to go to those and I haven't been able to do it for the last two years and you know I'm hoping that that will hopefully be part of what what comes back but you know, I'm really keen we don't lose the things that have been good about COVID as well. I think there's been some really positive online learning, you know, uh, different ways of communicating and working together. Um, you know, the, the way parents have worked with schools has been amazing. You know, we've had some really good experiences of working slightly differently. So, you know, I've been encouraging head teachers to reflect, learn what went well and, and keep that going. But, you know, let's get back to what we really enjoy as well, because, you know, education is all about fun as much as it is about learning. But we've got even greater concerns this academic year, haven't we? The the newspaper headlines over this past week have been very worrying. Uh, we've got lots of families worried. We've got lots of head teachers under pressure. And I'm talking, of course, about the financial concerns, the needs out there and, the, and yes, the poverty. I, I absolutely agree. I think um, just looking at my mailbox over the, the summer holidays, the uh, the, the issues from schools about how do we afford this parents contacting us you know one of the things that the city council did over the summer was you know we allocated out vouchers to to, to low-income families um uh, and you know i've personally dealt with quite a lot of those the feedback we're getting is it's tough out there and you know it's 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 all context you know again what happens in school is what what is a really important aspect to it what happens to a child out of school because you know they spend 80 percent of their child away uh, time away from school it, it, it's part of the, the 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 challenge that we face getting that right supporting parents you know it's tough it's going to be incredibly tough I think you know what's happened with the change in prime minister you know we've got a lot of uncertainties I, I really hope next week when we we hear whoever the new prime minister is there will be some positive announcements both about support for families you know hopefully continuation of some of the schemes that have been running I think quite successfully but I also hope and pray there's going to be some more funding for schools because things like energy costs are, are rising rapidly uh, things like food to provide meals are going up uh, and we face real challenges around staffing costs you know inflation on salaries is is is, is high and the, the funding that the government's already identified will not be sufficient and, and what we don't want to do with this very difficult time when we come out of COVID, we're working hard to catch children up. And I was really pleased with the summer results because it showed that we'd done that. We, we we don't want to lose, you know, fall behind and make sure that, you know, we do offer that extra support. And, you know, those children that need it get the support. And, you know, if there are issues at home, how do we as a system, education system, respond to them? It's going to be really critical and it's going to be really challenging, I think, particularly in the autumn and then through into, into the spring. As schools, we'll, we'll look forward to, to hearing uh, what you've got planned because that's what that's what families need that's what schools need we, we need to know the details behind it there's there's not not from from you or your colleagues but we're hearing far too much rhetoric and what what people need to know is what is going to happen and lots of people are very very worried at our school we're thinking about um applying for grants and things yeah. like that and thinking about how we deal with uniform challenges because our parents can't afford 
uniform and they can't I, I think it's more important to feed children than it is to make sure that they come mm -hmm. all logoed up and things what are the sorts of things uh, do you think they should we should be thinking about john well um uniform's an interesting area um like many authorities we no longer provide uniform grants that's something that ended uh, at least a decade ago now uh, in in most parts of the country um there's new legislation just come out from government around the expectations around um uniforms you know i very much hope schools adopt that approach early that that's not something that technically is required until uh, 2023 um but you know making sure there is limits on logoed uniforms you already mentioned you know making sure that the uh, the core uniform is available from places like supermarkets and, and other you know um good value for money uh, providers obviously quality as well yeah, is, is going to be there um I, you know i strongly encourage the, uh, the the parents to apply for free school meals you know it's a it's a critical uh, element of what we do you know as well as that child receiving a meal uh, there is also the benefit for the school that there's a thing called the pupil premium grant which will mean there will be up to 1300 pounds extra funding every single year for a guaranteed six years for your child to, 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 to have support in school, that money goes to school and it will help develop things like breakfast offer and things like that. So if you're a parent, you don't know whether you qualify or not, um, you don't have to take the meal up. It's not, not a requirement to it, but just talk to the school. There's a really simple form on our website uh, that you can fill in a couple of details. Uh, that could make a huge difference both to your child and the school. So I'd strongly encourage you know everyone to try that, even if you think you're not eligible. You, you need a few details and it will tell you whether you qualify or not. But um, please, please do that. We'd be surprised how many parents come to us. We're struggling and we say, well, have you done this? No. And then we, we, we come back and, uh, and they get that. And one thing I did want to highlight for, for families in Cambridge and Peterborough is that we, we are going to continue to provide uh, free, uh, free school meal vouchers, uh, supermarket vouchers in the holidays, oh, at you. least until uh, the end of February half term. So three more rounds of holidays. Again, the criteria is free school meal application. So please apply and we'll support you. Um, but we are we have a commitment from government for further funding. And I hope that does continue beyond that point. But there will be funding for the October half term, Christmas uh, and the February half term. But um, otherwise, you know, my role is now to broker and support and help schools with the financial challenges. Uh, we have made representations to the government about more funding needed. We're doing things like looking at energy contracts, uh, savings around things like solar panels and, and, and offers such as that. But, you know, it, it, it's difficult. You know, we're in a context of driving costs uh, and we, we will have to be be careful with it. But use what's out there, my advice. Look at the options that there. Uh, there is information on the City Council website or the County Council website that people are more than welcome to look at that will offer support if families need it. At the end of the day, it's about priorities, isn't it? That, um, are, you know, the most important thing is for, for children to be in school so that they can learn. And, um, you know, if they do turn up and they've not got their school jumper on that day, well, does it matter? They're in school and they're going to get a hot meal. Yeah, and that's that's a, a, a vitally important. And and food's important and so is well-being. And I'm, I'm very concerned at the moment about um, pupils' welfare in regard to, 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 well, to mental well-being and to our parents too, because everybody is under pressure and that's going to affect learning, isn't it? The family unit around a child is arguably more important than what's happens in school. So, you know, access to good housing, that financial challenge we face, you know, parents, mental health, really, really key. You know, they are the ingredients to get good outcomes. You know, good teaching. And I'm very confident all our schools have good teaching. 
it is then about what happens around it. So, you know, again, you know, parents should be reaching out, you know, come and talk to your school. They're there. They're, you know, I often describe education as the one true universal service that still exists. You know, everyone goes to school. There is an offer there. All schools have access. They, they, there are routes into the, into the council for support. There are routes into health. Others don't be afraid to ask. Um, you know, if you are concerned, if you, you're struggling with a particular aspect of life or you know, something, just ask. There are people who want to help. There are people that understand the context. You know, we, we, are, we are good listeners. We've become great, great social supporters in, in an education context because it is so important. You know, that child being well fed, supported, it, they are the ingredients of good learning. A child that sits in the classroom and is upset or hungry will not learn as well as one, a child that is happy uh, and contented. So, you know, it's it's really important that you do reach out and ask for support uh, there is lots of support out there it can you know we need to nav navigate our way through it but it's important you don't suffer and your child doesn't suffer as a result we're trying to do what we did in 2018-19 we were just getting covid out of the way and now this yes. and and how supportive do you think the government and, and ofsted will be in regard to the, the the challenges that schools are facing right at this minute i, I think there's a there's a good recognition certainly of the covid uh, challenges um certainly from the dfe i think the way they've approached uh, exams and tests in schools there's, there's a recognition that you know children have been affected in different ways it's not necessarily one group of children it sits across different groups and you know be that socioeconomic or it's uh you know, uh, gender or it's any of those other aspects. There's, there's a real mix out there. I think there's a real recognition of that. I don't yet believe the government has, has recognised the financial challenges. You know, I think I think um, I think what schools do and spend their money on now compared to what they spent their money on when I first started in my career is completely different. Schools have filled a gap where services that the local authority, health that provide, schools are, are are social workers, they're health health support, they are um, you know they do do work around families, they're they're community uh, champions, you know all those infrastructure that used to exist has slowly gone away. You know what we provide in the local authority is much more targeted now. There's less universal you know we, we have gps and we have schools that is pretty much the only thing that everyone accesses for for free everything else is a gateway it's a it's a pathway so you know that that what hasn't been recognized is that more money is now being spent on non-direct education when you see prices go up you see the cost of teachers and support staff go up um that's squeezing what is a margin and you know in, in peterborough we're very lucky actually we we do receive a good level of funding relative to other places but that is now squeezed down and we are not in a strong place and you know the next challenge you know things like having to heat your school during the winter now with probably having to have the windows open to allow that ventilation for covid that's cost and you know it's going to be really difficult to deal with that so um you know the government needs to recognize that i think you know, we've got two candidates that, um, you know, I've, I've met one of them, I used to work with her in my previous role, you know, very education focused. I think both of them understand the value and benefit of education. I guess the context is, can the country afford it? How relatively important is it against other things? But, you know, to me, education is is the, the, the door into everything in society. So if they don't get that right, if we can't provide and support those needs, what does it do for the justice system? What does it do for unemployment? What does it do for all those other aspects of life that ultimately will cost us more money? So, you know, we, we hope that will be recognised. But at the moment, we're, we're in limbo like the rest of the country is until that, that prime minister appointment is made. We're using some of our budget on, on providing a breakfast. Yeah. It's a very basic breakfast. But in order to in order for the children to learn and have the brain power, they have to be fed. 
And so we're, you know, we're having to think out the box in a totally different way. Um, so perhaps we can take this opportunity of, of thanking um, Cambridgeshire uh, County Council and Peterborough City Council for supporting our children during the holidays because all of our children get a hot dinner and all of them get a breakfast, but that's not like that. Not all children will be able to access that. And so thank you for all you do in supporting our schools. Now we've got um, parents listening. We've got teachers who are listening. Let's separate them just for a minute because I'm sure you've got a message for, for both of those. So let's think about the, the families who are listening, all those that bring uh, children to our Peterborough and Cambridgeshire schools. What would you like to say to them today? Well, firstly, thank you for, for, for the role you played during COVID. I, I think, um, you know, that interaction I talked about, the, the way you've engaged with the difficulties that we faced and responded has, has, has been amazing. And uh, your ch child has benefited from that. So thank you uh, for doing that. A um, couple of areas for me that I think are so important about education, you know, high attendance, really key. You know, children need to be in school to learn. They don't learn at home. I often say that and I have to get criticised for saying that. But it is the really key thing. You know, they get the support they need. It's it's a loving, caring environment that they offer. You know, there, there are people that genuinely care about your children in school. So please make sure they attend. Um, also, please, please, please get involved with their education. You know, it's um, uh, to me, I'm really passionate about this. Reading is the key tool in life. You know, it, uh, ignore education. It's life. It's what you need. So prioritize your child's support for reading you know spend some time reading with them you know make sure they are on top of it if they get that skill right it unlocks everything else so you know if you can you know sit down get a book if you haven't got books speak to the school we can we can help you with that you know as a local authority we, we push reading we can get books as well so uh please 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 do that it's just really important you engage with it and if you need help yourself as, as a parent please come and come and talk to the local authority i have an adult education college that i look after that is there to help you and support you with developing your skills too so you know it, it's there as an offer we can offer uh, basic literacy and maths don't be afraid it will help your child if you've got those skills so please please engage with learning it's it's really good but otherwise listen to what schools say you know continue to be supportive of your school it's a they're fantastic all uh, places to go i've been to every school in peterborough i've seen everyone they're all unique they all have their their own approaches and ways of working but they're all fantastic places so just engage and continue to be you know that fantastic parent that makes a difference and it does make a difference to children yeah reading is important isn't it we just started a brand new uh, phonics scheme at Dogsaw Infants, and we're looking forward to getting grasping that and getting involved in that. It sounds a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and and we've we spent the summer throwing cushions at the TV every time that advert comes on for that red box where you just press it and it, and and the, it reads the child a story whilst mummy's downstairs sticking her thumbs up watching a TV a TV program or a film. And it's very frustrating, isn't it, when when society says you know, stick them in front of a screen when actually a good book is a way, is a whole new world. Uh, absolutely. I can still sit here now and recite the whole of The Hungry Little Caterpillar, which I read to my two children over and over. Isn't that an experience? Isn't that something I value? But actually, didn't my children get something out of it as well? So, yeah. you know, uh, do that. And children at different stages will need different approaches to reading. You know, interesting, my 17-year-old daughter, she's got 
really back into reading again. So I'm just there helping her to say, have you read this? Have you seen that? You know, it, it, it's a different approach depending on their age. And yes, phonics at a younger age. And, you know, if at school are running a session on phonics, go and listen. It, it's a different way of learning to read that I didn't learn to read that way. And you need to engage with, but you can do it and you can support them. Just uh, every opportunity, try and get involved reading. Don't, don't stick them in front of a box. Actually have the experience with them. It's well worth it. Yeah, brilliant. Um, okay, let's let's now turn to our schools and to the teachers who are listening. We do have quite a number of teachers who listen to this to get ideas and to get new resources. What would you like to say to the teachers who are listening, John? A school is all about the people that's in it. And, you know, teachers are such an important part of it, but the people that work with them are really key too. So I, I think, you know, I have to acknowledge they have been the fourth emergency service during COVID. You know, if you think back to those dark days, who was it that went in and did that work in those first few weeks when it was really tough, when other professions and other areas didn't? We were there. We we supported them. You know, you did a fantastic job in working, you know, be it on a computer, trying to educate 30 children in a completely different way than you've ever done it before, down to going into environments that, you know, many other people wouldn't have done. But what you did made a difference. And, you know, again, looking at what's coming through with our results this year, you, you have made an immense difference. You know, the, the way you approached it, the fact you you cared, you you reached out, you worked differently. Um, it, it made a massive, massive difference to everyone. And I think it hasn't been well recognised. You know, the government hasn't come out and say those education staff have made a difference. You absolutely did. And had we not have done that, I think we would have seen some very negative outcomes in society and life and what will happen in 10, 20, 30 years time has been shaped by what you've done. So I'm, you know, on behalf of the city council and the county council, you know, so grateful for what you did. And I just wanted to really acknowledge, you know, without you, this would be a very different place now. And we're in a good place moving forward in across the two local authorities. And, you know, that commitment from the head teacher all the way down to, to the cleaner reception staff, anyone involved, governors, and I have to acknowledge them as well, and trust boards and other people like that, you've all made a difference. And without you, we would not be sitting here in a very strong position to, to really get back on track. I think the the frustrating thing for us in that very first lockdown was that um, the schools, although they said the schools were all shut, there were, of course, some still in and we were still looking after some children. And yet there was no uh, thanks. Obviously, we were thanking the NHS and rightfully so, because they were on the front line. But every day, the teachers of our wonderful schools across the county were going in and they were risking their lives, too. Because they they didn't have the vaccine. They were just the same. None of us had the vaccine. And then they were going home to their families. And, and I can remember having to stay in one room as Mrs. Waters got back. And she had to go up and shower and, and change into a completely new lot of clothes. And, you know, we had to go through all of that. And yet when I watched the, the Downing Street um, reports in the evening, there was never any thanks for all of the teachers of our wonderful county. No, I, I completely acknowledge that. You know, we had to battle to get PPE masks. We managed to get some out into schools. We managed to get some staff vaccinated early, but we had to <laughs> beg, steal and borrow to make that happen. You know, I can't think of any other profession that went into a room during that time that had, you know, even at the most difficult time, we were having 16 people in a room with no cover, no, no prevention. Yet yeah, they did it. And that we did that to keep the NHS going, to keep other services going. But to look after children that were in difficult circumstances too yeah. so yes we didn't have everyone in but we did you know some schools have lots of children in because of the context and the type of parent they needed you know we kept the nhs going 
we kept we kept uh, families going we did the right thing we were sending meals to, meals out into families and everything during that time and people forget about that that side of it that at some stage there was no food you know we, we, we were we were the only people that had access to some of these resources we were having food coming in from the deliveries for the meals and we were redistributing our food parcels you know when you look at a job description for any role and you think that's what i'm supposed to do and you think about what people did it was something completely different and uh, not recognized but you know i'm recognizing it. i think it's it's it was phenomenal the efforts that went in and you know i i feel throughout this process i've often said thank you too many times and it feels like i'm being patronizing now but you can't say thank you enough mm. you know and i you know i write out very regularly i've did it you know very regularly during covid and you know i i, I could never fault it i never had to go and intervene or do anything because people were doing the right thing and they they worked you know in an incredibly morally appropriate way and you know i i can't believe how how much people were able to achieve through that route so hugely hugely grateful for everything everyone's done in, in the education sector and that's early years that's colleges as well and we looked after them too and they're part of the family of, uh, of education and the response was amazing well thank you for all you do and please pass on our thanks to to all of your colleagues because without you all um we our job would be even more difficult than it is now and we just simply wouldn't have known what to have done when when things were changing overnight uh with government law so thank you for for all you do and you continue to do you're a vis very busy man so i'm gonna let you go but thank you for your time today john and if ever you want to come back on the podcast to share more thoughts you're more than welcome. Invite me anytime. I'd be more than delighted to do it. So thank you. And so another Launchpad episode comes to an end. Eddie and Captain Dave, thank you all for listening to their show. Join them again next week when once again we'll all take another learning journey on Eddie's Launchpad to dream, believe and shine.